Welcome to another episode of the Pangara Podcast. Today we're going to be talking a lot about Bruin. Uh, first conversation we're going to be having is with Grunch Singh. He is the current president of Bruin Pangara. And then after the fact, we're going to be talking with Danny Singh, a uh, former captain of APD. And he's going to, we're going to be talking with him about the essence of Bruin and how to win Bruin. Hey, everybody. This is Sid. I'm here with Grunch, the uh, co-captain, co-director of Bruin Barra this year. Grunch, say hello to everybody. Hey, everyone. Um, my name is Grunch, as Sid just mentioned. Uh, this is my fourth year on Bruin. I guess I'm just going to go ahead and do an introduction for myself. Yeah, um, go for it. This is my fourth year on Bruin. I had honestly never been involved with Pungadad before I came to UCLA. I didn't even want to dance, to be honest, when I joined the team. I just wanted to be guys, a part huh? of the committee. Yep, I just wanted to be on the committee and, you know, run the show. But, alas, things were not meant to be that way, and Pungadad <laughs> became my life. <laughs> like so many else, so many others. Um, what, what, what was it? What was the draw? What, what made you decide that all right yeah i'm gonna do porno because there's a lot of there's a lot of folks like that yeah so um i get like my Pongra story is entirely intertwined with bruin and nothing else um so my first year on the team basically i joined fall of my freshman year and i actually didn't love it i did not love Pongra until my first bruin rolled around that was bruin 2015 so that was the year fcb won actually um being in the practice rooms Friday night and Saturday during the day uh, leading up to the competition, that's when I fell in love with Pungra. And I guess that's how it took over my life. And the team actually was Royal SP. It was like Royal SPD. It was a collaboration, all-girls live team from NorCal. Yep. And that's the first time I had ever witnessed like live Pungra. They were practicing Saturday night the day before the comp in one of the hotel ballrooms. That was wild. Man. And Gagantoli is playing. Yeah. And yeah, FCB was building their plane, um, yeah. just like in the in the same room. Yeah, we had to leave, bro. Um, we, we just we left because it was just so loud. Yeah, Duggan plays so damn loud, yeah. and we were just like, you know what? We'll yeah, ten minutes and we'll come back. <laughs> <laughs> but the energy in that room—that's yeah, what made me fall in love with Bangladesh. I didn't standing want to. side stage watching. <laughs> yeah, I did not want to leave that room. <laughs> but that's how that inspired me to that inspired my journey through Bangladesh. That that Bruin. That's like what? What about Bruin? Like we can start talking about this. What, like you know, talk about the history of Bruin and 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 how how it's intertwined with the team, and what about it makes you know it's twenty years. Right? It's a long time for any competition, yeah. right? What what about Bruin Barra has people coming back year after year? Because I can obviously talk about it from a team's perspective. I want to hear from you guys' perspective? Um, definitely. So. I mean, it started in 1998. Um, that was It was actually not called Bruin at the time. The, Bruin has gone through a couple iterations of uh, comp names, actually. What are the names? Originally, it was UCLA Jacques de Farte, I think. Yes. Something along those lines. <laughs> UCLA won the first Bruin Pangra, actually. Uh, if Good. you guys didn't know, it was kind of rigged, I guess, if <laughs> UCLA won their own competition. Um, but, yeah, basically... Um, in recent memory, I guess Bruin has, Bruin Pangra has meant two things. It's been two entities. Um, it has been the dance team, uh, the collegiate dance team that represents UCLA, and then it's also the competition that is, uh, by like not by far, but definitely the biggest one in the country as of now. With the, along with like Berg and, I guess it's just about Berg and Bruin now. 
Um, so, uh, Bloss there. Yeah, Bloss there. Bloss collegiate, though, so I guess Bruin and Berg are kind of those two comps where the independent teams get that chance to kind of shine with the top of the top. Um, and I guess, like, it's it's very interesting having the team be both the committee and be, being its own dance team. Um, I think that's what makes Bruin unique in the sense that there will never be a time during the weekend of the comp where a committee member will not have sympathy for one of the dancers on any team. Because um, we go through it during the year. We go to comps every year. We travel to other states, other cities, and we compete so we know what it's like at competitions. So when dancers come up to us, when teams are trying to figure things out last minute, we try to make things as easy as possible, and we try to be as accommodating as possible. And I think, to me, that's what makes Bruin special. And then just enabling, to me, that that's what that's what my role is on Bruin, just enable the best to do the best that they can. Um, if a team comes up to me and proposes a crazy idea, I'm down for it. Our theater might might not be down for it, but as a committee, it's our job to to make sure that the teams perform the, the best the best that they possibly can. And if that makes it a little bit inconvenient for us as a committee, so be it, but we're going to try to make it happen. If me and another liaison have to go 40 miles away to the only Walmart that's open at 2 a.m. to get fishing line to make a gimmick work, we're going to do it because yeah, we want that somewhere. to hit on stage. Uh, me and Simran, what, me and Simran Gung went to Walmart in Anaheim last year to get fishing wire for Mob Sydney. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Uh, the night before, so Saturday yes. night, uh, the rest of the committee is having a meeting, and me and Simran left to go get this fishing wire. That's awesome. Uh, they ended up not using it on stage uh, through no fault of their own, but that was uh, that was quite the memory from last year. <laughs> I mean, I think it's amazing. You know, you guys always like. I, I can definitely speak to the the theater the theater side of things because that's mostly what you know the teams deal with. You know, you show up and yeah. those are the guys helping you rig. And you know, I, I definitely think they've always been very uh, open to like you know doing stuff, right? Because yeah, they're like, okay, well, how do we make this happen? You know, versus like I think I definitely yeah. been to other theaters where they're just like you know have a for lack of a better phrase like a stick up their butt about stuff and they're just like not willing to. Work oh yeah. Whereas all the folks yeah. at Orpheum are always down to just do whatever, you know? And yeah. I feel like every single year... And let's not we, forget about... Yeah. But, like, so okay. things, like they all, they're all, like, I always, like, the, the cool part is, is that they love it, right? They love... It's, yeah. At least they seem like they love doing it, right? Because, like, you know, it's not just us, but whenever everybody's testing their gimmicks and the, whatever the rigging and stuff, and, like, those guys will sit there like, yo, that's pretty hype. Or, that's pretty cool, you know? So... Yeah. Getting that, getting that feedback from them because they see stuff every single day, right? So getting that kind of feedback yeah. from them like is pretty cool. But sorry, go ahead. Yeah, and let, let let's not forget about how great Orpheum is, and I I think that's what enables teams yeah. to do some of the craziest stuff that we've seen in the Bangla circuit as in like its history for from like Toon Squad bringing out a thirty foot rocket ship to SCB dropping dongs from the ceiling. Like I think Orpheum has enabled all of this crazy stuff to happen and. I don't think any other theater would bend over backwards to allow that stuff to happen as much as Orpheum has. Yeah. And I think that's why, like, every year we, we think about, like, oh, maybe we should consider getting a a more financially cost-effective <laughs> uh, option yeah. to save us a little bit of money. But then then it comes back down to that question that, or that, that idea I was mentioning earlier that, like, as a committee, as fellow dancers, we just want to put on the best performances possible. And if... Orpheum is going to allow that 
then Orpheum is where it's going to be. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. What a yeah. So when when the committee is is a part of the committee is the dance team, right? So your captain is your is your co captain also the co director? Like is that like how the hierarchy just automatically falls, or do you guys kind of like you know, move um, around? So it's a little bit, um, it's a little bit reconfigured. So um, this year I actually wasn't captain. I was like kind of a coach in a oh. sense because I had surgery this past summer. So I wasn't, a, I wasn't actively part of the, the like teaching and everything for the first couple months of the season. Um, I came back for blowout, of course, but um, um, Syra actually wasn't a part of the dance. Syra is my co-director slash president. Um, she wasn't in LA for the first semester of UCLA. So she wasn't on the team. So she wasn't captain. So it's kind of just like some like permutation of dancers, like the most experienced dancers slash the most like just experienced people on committee. Those are the people who are leaders, but it's not like we, we try to make it a, a team effort. So it's not really just like one or two people doing everything. It's yeah a bunch of people doing a bunch of different things, but um, definitely like, the captains of the team and then the president, co-president, vice president, everybody works together like hand in hand uh, because like those are the leaders of the team and it's not an exclusive sort of thing. So like Simran and Anit who are captains this year, like they are also very big parts. They play very big roles on committee as well. Um, yeah. So they'll be like big parts of the weekend as well. So Syra, the one that's mad at me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, <laughs> you guys didn't give your flight information on time. So hey, man. Syra was... Yeah, <laughs> but it's okay. You'll make it up to her the weekend, right? Hopefully. <laughs> uh, before, like, actually, before before we get into the teams, um, let's talk about like who the like who are the judges and what are their backgrounds, just really quick. We don't need to delve in, delve deep into it. Um. Yeah. So our judges, I think Bruin has, if not the like, if not the most, one of the most unique kind of judging panels and process that I have seen in my time in the Bungara circuit. Um, we have this sort of complicated method of going about averaging scores and taking out the highest and lowest to avoid bias and all that stuff. Um, so like that's one of the thing that one of the things that makes our process unique. And then we also have like a pretty big panel. Uh, usually we aim for six or seven. So this year we're going with six. Um, and we have a couple of Bruin alumni. So people who have run the competition and know like the ins and outs of Bruin thoroughly, so thoroughly that judging it is almost secondhand to them. So we have, um, out of our alumni, we have Aditya Jayan. He was captain and he helped run Bruin for several years. Um, Manjot Sandhu, he also played the same role. And then Bebo Tucker. Those are our three Bruin alumni representatives. And those three are among the like brightest Bangladesh minds I've ever had the pleasure of interacting with. And I hope other people can say the same. And, then besides those three, we have uh, Risham Arora from uh, National Bangladesh Association. It was an all-girls team back in the day. She was captain of that team. And then we have Harmeet Daliwal, who was captain of ABC, Up and Up Bangladesh crew from Seattle. Um, this is actually going to be his first time judging a competition, but um, through the process of vetting judges and everything like that, I feel like he's a great fit for our competition. They came and got second in 2012. Um, and Harmeet is one of the best dancers I've had the pleasure of watching on stage. And then we also have Amrit Singh Garival, who was one of the leaders of SGPD back in the day, one of the most legendary teams of all time. Um, and he put together a lot of their routines. And he also competed at Bruin with TAG 
back in the day. So all of our judges have experience with Bruin and are definitely bunker down minds who are kind of the top of the top. Um, and so I feel that our panel is very well-rounded with incorporating um, some old school, big idea types of judges. And then also people who are able to like, look at the more intricate details of dancing and all together, I think they make a very well-rounded panel and we'll be able to effectively judge the competition and give great feedback to teams. So let's get, let's get into the teams then. Um, go ahead and name the lineup. And I want you guys as a committee. You're, I mean, you're speaking for the committee, right? You guys selected the lineup out of all the apps. What, you know, pick the, every single team you mentioned, I want you to talk about why you selected that team. Like what excites you okay. about what they're going to do at Bruin? All right. Um, this sounds. This is a fun exercise. Um, so <laughs> I'll go in alphabetical order, I guess. Uh, so we have Fungra Knights. Um, I I don't think they need much of an introduction. They got first place at Bruin, and uh, they retired after that. Um, one of the most like transformative NorCal teams that are, or California teams that have ever. Uh, competed. Um, I think they do deserve a huge shout out because, in my opinion, yeah. in 2012 when they dropped the video gimmick, the first time anybody saw the video uh, gimmick in revolutionary, it, dude, everybody like like standing O, not just from the crowds but the from the teams too. You know, it was unreal. Yeah. It was unbelievable. Uh, one of the few times I like actually I like oh like you get shivers, but like shivers down your back. Like one of the most epic gimmicks ever, if not ever. It's still in my opinion amazing love that so i think like and and let's be real it's transformed the entire story who doesn't do a video now? oh 100 <laughs> percent. like what what team doesn't use the, you know? the projector now to yeah. do something or the other shout out to gopi i heard it's gopi's idea so shout out to him but, but yeah, uh, yeah this is before my time so you'd have a little bit more insight than i you've been around a little bit longer than i <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah bk is bk um they're coming back after several years of hiatus um they're bringing back some of their original dancers while also kind of pulling some of the top dancers from the other california teams and like we're all excited to see what they have because we haven't seen them compete since 2014 and they say they're coming hard and we have full faith in them like if you win bruin once you kind of know what it takes after that right so we're excited to see what they bring to this year's uh competition our 20th year and we're obviously thrilled that they chose us to make their comeback too because they were considering a different competition, but we're happy that they chose us to make their comeback. Uh, um, so next on the list, we have Cal Pungra. Cal is one of the best collegiate teams in the country. Uh, they got first place at Blowout last year and have put on great performances for the past couple of years at Bruin. Um, I like They just have like their own unique style. They For the past couple of years, they've kind of they've kind of developed their own little unique style of kind of incorporating some of the UK um, ideas and the mix style with like some of the North America while also maintaining like their kind of Cal-esque identity. And I think they have been like a staple of Bruin for the past several years and I'm excited to see what they have as well. And then next we have DRP. Um, do I even need to talk about DRP? <laughs> they essentially placed at every Bruin ever ever <laughs> i think yeah <laughs> one year one year they have they didn't place uh but that really? was a, what a was fluke that? i guess yeah i think it was 2014 
You know what? You're right. Yeah. Oh, that was Fodge, AG, and BK. Yeah. Damn. Yep. Yeah. Got it, got it, yeah. But then they came back with a vengeance, got third, then first, then third again. So <laughs> it's kind of a running joke that, you know, every, like I, you can look at the results of the poll, and it's like every year people, like, sleep on DRP. Like, they got nine votes to place at Bruin. And, I mean, they've been placing for the past they're, they're gonna, 20 years yeah. at Bruin. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, they always come hard for Bruin, so I'm excited to see what they have. And I actually had the, yeah. I'm I'm really excited to see what they have. We saw them a couple of weeks ago at um, Natural Divani in Santa Barbara, but rumor has it that they're revamping their entire set and coming coming really hard for Bruin. And they have some FC, FCB representatives on their team. Mm-hmm. Huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> How do you feel about that? <laughs> no comment. <laughs> <laughs> loyalty, loyalty. Huh? No, it's all good. Neil moved out to San Diego. You can't, yeah, you know, we can't do anything about that. It's all good. Yeah. So we love DRP. Yeah, DRP's I'm excited. Yeah, DRP is, they're actually Bruins rivals. Like the Bruin Fungra team, mm-hmm. they're our rivals because we compete against them almost every year. I mean, every year we do compete against them at least once, if not twice yeah. or three times. Um, I like to say that we beat them every year. This year was <laughs> the one year we actually didn't beat them. But. <laughs> Alas, what can we what can we do? We love them as a Bruin competitive team, though. And then next up on the list, we have Dunia Derang. Um, this team is a a wonderful phenomenon that has kind of popped up in the Bangladesh circuit in the past couple of years, or since last year, I guess. Yeah, they, they Big started Ten was their last first. year. Big Ten, yeah. yeah, yeah. So Angela, their captain, actually comes from DRP, and I don't know if y'all saw the. The beef yep, yep, on that Facebook. Was, dude, that was so <laughs> but, uh, yeah, DRP went in on being savage with these other teams. They're coming swinging. They're coming in swinging to the competition I hear this year. <laughs> they're they're ready to leave their mark. <laughs> they don't care who's in their way. I love that, dude. I I love I love that about like I don't know, just doing awesome stuff like like. I call it awesome because it's just like it juices up the competitiveness a bit, you know. Oh yeah, I love it. Absolutely, and that's it. what people are people are always saying on BTF and other platforms that oh the Pongra circuit is missing that fire now and then when you have like stuff <laughs> like this where you're just straight up calling the, out the other teams for everything that they may not be experts at or you know may not be their <laughs> forte, I think it just adds fuel to the fire of coming to the biggest Pongra competition in the country. I would say some of them aren't true, but, yeah. but you know. Um, yeah okay so Dunia Derang so Angela is their captain she comes from DRP Um, we're excited to see what they have because I mean these non-Desi dancers are arguably all better than the rest of us Desis (laughs) very very Um, some of them are definitely like some of the top dancers I've ever seen yeah Um, and it's very enjoyable to watch and excited to see what they put together I don't know if you listened to the podcast that we did about them. You know, we went we went through the Buckeye Mela placings. Yeah, I don't know if you got a yeah. chance to listen to it, but you know, they won and they were phenomenal. Like in terms of set creation, dancers' strength, like yeah, I'm excited yeah. what they're gonna do. Like eh. that wasn't that was not even that was not a rubric that that was you know more set creation heavy, right? So I'm excited to see mm-hmm. what they do here. You know, yeah, definitely because like. The the stip or the chips are kind of stacked against them in the sense that 
you know, at least like most other teams are able to practice locally, but DDR is a collaboration from people all across the country. So like pulling that together for Bruin is going to be very, very interesting and kind of going up against these teams that have had weeks and weeks of practicing together and going up against DDR, who's had like, what, a weekend, maybe two uh, of practicing their whole set. So next we have Fodge. Um, where do we even begin with Fodge? I think they, they have a they have an interesting sort of perspective on the competition because the last time they came was 2014 where they got third place. And then um, Jarag, their captain, has been um, one of our judges for the past several years. So he knows his way around the competition and what it takes to win Bruin. Um, and they do an amazing job anywhere they go and have some of the most innovative things like I've ever seen in Pungra. And their choreo and like the intricacy that they bring within um, their sets is something that I love watching. And I think that's something that the committee all enjoyed watching when we were deciding to choose them. Um, but I, I mean, like, I just think it's like very interesting having a judge one year and then have him compete at the competition the next year, which is the case with the next team on the list, which is FCB. Um, <laughs> I guess it would be you. <laughs> Potentially, I don't really know yet. <laughs> um, but I think, like, it's funny having that sort of insight on, like, both ends of the competition. I have but, nothing to um, say about that. So... <laughs> You don't have any sort of perspective on the same. I mean, no. I mean, same experience. The, the thing is, is that uh, I think I've said this before, but you got to understand the rubric. If you if you understand the rubric and how it's going to be interpreted, and mm-hmm. as long as you understand those two things, then you know, as a team, you should be able to navigate your way, even if you judged it before, yeah. or not right. But I think I think what yeah. you know more so again, the rubric hasn't changed as I judge, but I think for Chirag, it's changed. You know, in in a couple of years that he's he's been through it, right? So I mean, mm-hmm. even though it hasn't changed much, but he definitely has more of an experience from that end of the spectrum than I do, of like how it's yeah. like uh, being in the room is obviously a different story, and but but at the same time, I don't think it's a it's a a true competitive advantage as long as you know a team that does not have someone that's judged, um. As long as they understand the rubric and how it's going to be interpreted and how the competition is supposed to be, yes, it is Bruin, right? It's like you know. Oh I, yeah, hundred percent. I put Bruin on one of those things. It's like okay, you know, Bruin is Bruin. Like when you say Bruin, you know, there's certain you know ideas that come to your head, right? Uh, there's certain routines and in, in, in sets that come to your head, right? When you think of Motor City, it's the same thing, you know, but obviously on the opposite end of the spectrum, right? So I think that. Because of that, there's a you know I, I, there's a question that goes around, you know, kind of sidebar here that, like, uh, well, uh, well, like, people will ask judges uh, in the pre pre judges call, you know, name a team that would win this competition. It's like, you really can't do that at a lot of the competitions out there because of the way the rubric is structured. Yeah. Versus a Bruin, versus a Motor City, versus one that is like obviously promoting something. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's why I think that. Having been a judge, I don't think it's a competitive advantage because I think everybody knows, and everybody. Oh yeah. Even it maybe not understands completely, but everybody knows like what it looks like to win a Bruin, you know. Yeah, and just to go on like a brief tangent, I think like that's another one of those things that is like what makes Bruin great is like you know every team knows what to expect, so I guess like in those rare instances where those com- some competitions don't have judges calls until like a week before the comp, which you know may or may not be helpful at that stage, but 
I think even even in the absence of like a judge's call for Bruin, it's kind of interesting because you know you already have an idea of what the competition is, and I mean it's the stage to push the bar, you know. Mm-hmm. And and that's also what I and I, I'm about excited the judging the way you guys do it because it's like a lot of people will say you know I don't know who some of these names are because they aren't standard judges yeah. across the whole circuit, but it's like this is Bruin, like they have people here that ran this comp, you know, were on the team. They put this they put this together, right? And it's like they understand what it's supposed to look like to win, you know? And so that's that's something that, yeah. that even because in the past, I don't, I don't know if you know this, but 2015 was the first year that Bruin had judges meetings at all. As in, but there, there wasn't a yeah. pre-show meeting. There was an after-the-show meeting. Like, I found out after the show that there was a judges meeting. I was like, was it a judges meeting? I mean, like, 2011, 2012, 2014 – three times before that I competed there, we had nothing. We never knew why anybody won or anything, right? But it's Bruin. Everybody understood yeah. who won and why, if that makes any sense. Yeah. But uh, so, like, and, and the judging panel was always similar, as in Bruin folks are on the judging panel, and it's just, like, that's how it goes, you know? So it's cool to me because it, 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 think, it always makes sense, yeah. you know? Yeah. So I, I guess I forgot to mention this earlier when we were talking about the judges, but, like, Bruin is unlike any other competition, so we can't have the same judging panel as other competitions, right? So, like, you'd have a very different judging panel for Motor City Bungda than you would for Bruin. And I think we choose our panels to reflect that fact. Um, and I feel, like, I, I know, like, this is a controversial issue for a lot of people who feel like, okay, maybe some of these people aren't qualified, but we don't, it's not like a cookie-cutter sort of qualification process that, you may have for other competitions like oh if you've like won three or four competitions that you've like captained or then then you're qualified to judge but for Bruin it's a very different kind of sort of checklist that we have for our, our judges mm-hmm. and I feel that that's why we have like this successful um, time with our judges every year with our even with the incorporation of people who may not be the most qualified according to the circuit or BTF yeah okay so to continue on with our list mm-hmm. um we have our 2015 winners uh first class Bangra, mm-hmm. and i don't really know what to say about this team they're not that good um uh, just kidding um first class is first class you know um they pretty much get second at every competition they go to <laughs> with the rare exception of a first at 2015 bruin <laughs> Um, No, I'm playing, I'm playing. But yeah, first class always pushes the bar. I mean, what other team would think of dropping dongs from the ceiling and then dropping a basketball from the ceiling? But successfully or unsuccessfully is to be argued. YOLO. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) YOLO, take risks, right? (laughs) What's life without a little bit of danger? Not just a little bit, Um, man. You got to go for it. Yeah. Push the bar. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't really have much else to say about first class. I think everybody really... I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, you know who first class is. So. <laughs> right? Um, all right, so Royal Pangra Girls. Um, what to say about Royal? So Royal, their coach, Ranjit, he was part of BK when they won first in 2014. So he, they've been coming every year since I've been around, since 2015. Um, and they put on great performances every single year. Um, something that is 
something that people always enjoy and they they represent they have like this sort of identity that's not sort of replicated anywhere else in the circuit uh they're a kind of a younger girls team uh they have some high in the past they've had high schoolers and stuff like that but they have this sort of like chemistry on stage that you don't really see elsewhere in the circuit and i think i think that and our the committee as a whole feels that they've established themselves as a top tier all girls team and I a top tier team more. in general i wish they yeah i wish they competed more too i, I was, love I watching phenomenal them. last year yeah um i think they're phenomenal everywhere they go and they they have like these di- different iterations of the team like they go live sometimes they compete music but as a whole i we i feel like a lot of people in the circuit just wish they would have com- they would compete more uh just cuz they're a joy to watch and they all clearly have fun on stage and rajit does a great job of running that team and coaching them and plugging in the holes there and they i'm excited to see what they bring cuz 2015 when they um or 2016 when they brought out Munpreet Thur i think that really <laughs> set like a really high bar for them after that and they've kind of hit it every time and I'm excited to see what they do this year um, and last but not least we have <laughs> SPD Sean Punjabdi where do I begin with SPD you said that for every um, single team <laughs> I, I, it's hard it's hard <laughs> it's, it these, these are great teams um, I remember I was talking to someone from like the circuit and once we started getting these applications it was kind of clear that this lineup would be something something of its own i don't think like this sort of lineup has been seen in many years and i think one of the reasons that one of the reasons is so unique is that shantajabdi is coming this year uh, a lot of people think bruin is like this ultra modern comp which it 100% is it obviously has its unique place in the circuit and many people wouldn't necessarily associate a um i guess most people consider SPD to be a very folk team and i guess that's their identity and a lot of people wouldn't expect them to be at a competition like Bruin and to see them coming this year and going up against like a lineup that is that none of the other names are kind of surprising to see on like a Bruin lineup besides SPD and I feel like that this is going to be like a chance for them to kind of compete in a different sort of environment that they that they typically compete in. Um, obviously, they put themselves in the map when they had an absolutely legendary performance at Motor City Bangladesh 2015 when they went live, and like that performance is going to be entirely different from what they do here. I don't know what they're bringing. Um, I'm very excited to see what they what they're coming with. Uh, because obviously this is a very very different stage from anything, I mean any other stage in the circuit. So it'll be very interesting to see how they kind of, I don't know how to how they incorporate this sort of rubric with their set creation and their dancing style. And it'll be very interesting to see how they how they kind of combine that and mold that into something of its own. And just to go over. Like now that we've gone over every team, just to go over the poll results from the BTF poll, we have 34 votes for SPD, 29 votes for FCB, and 17 votes for BK. And our fourth place in terms of votes is DRP. So I think it's clear that a lot of people are expecting 
this sort of showdown between SPD, FCB, and BK. Uh, and that'll be interesting to see how the placings fall, or kind of fall together and piece together. All right, now we're going to shift the conversation to Danny and Sid, where they're going to be talking about how to win Bruin and the essence of the competition. Very back, yeah, you know, that, right please. now. <laughs> I feel like I should have watched some videos before or something. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, is is honestly, I think it's better that you didn't. I mean, just because it's like off the top of your head, kind of thing. Yeah, like, yeah. Hopefully, remember, I don't make people angry. You know? but, uh, but like, so what about what about from? Um, and on, like honestly, dude, this is just conversation for you to get your juices like yeah, flowing yeah. here. Let's do it. What um what about like when you were young before APD was a thing, right? When you used to go to Bruin, you know, we talked a little bit about this at Uncle's wedding, but like, you know, some of the things that you remember from those days, you know, like because I feel like that has a little bit to do with the essence of Bruin, right? Like, because yeah, I don't know. I feel like there's a little bit of that still there. I hope because it's just yeah, it's brewing, yeah, you know? yeah. I it's it's funny you say that because after our talk, I remember thinking about um, things like Share Foundation two thousand and six, where they just stopped everything and they did the whole uncle thing. Mm-hmm. They had a guy, I think it was a goalie or someone, came out and he was like, "Oh, Kikar the Mandra, you know who's going to work at the gas station? What are you doing?" <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, Dad, just one more practice." And then um, I, I mean, I don't know verbatim, but uh, end up being uh, well, you know, Mom and I are going to go to the after party. You know, and you, you finish what you got to do. And I remember just being blown away. Like, that is awesome. <laughs> that was hilarious. The crowd was laughing. Everybody ate it up. I thought they had it in the bag before Calcio Juncture went up. Uh-huh. I was like, they won. That was amazing. And I feel like now that wouldn't fly. And then stunts were always a big thing. And I and I really, really think Bruin still has that. I think if, and, and you know this too, because we judge together. But if you have a stunt, you're automatically in the placings, I feel like. A good stunt. Mm-hmm. That was executed well, that fit in with the theme and everything. And I remember, and it would be wild stunts back in the day too, Sid, like people like, like yeah. <laughs> band styles, like three people swinging off three people, or three people swinging off one guy, or like people making, uh, you know, a bridge and somebody jumping through it, or like just complete nonsense, <laughs> gymnastics, but people loved it. Or like, you know, uh, I don't know, I don't know how times are now, but when a Toronto team like Nacha joined, he did something out of this world, it was like, wow. Mm-hmm creativity you know they did dandia at uh elite 2010 wow if no name college team did that oh where were they thinking what um what about you guys with apd like i'm assuming bruin had a lot to do with you guys forming it like becoming a team in the first place right because like for me right the huge reason fcb became a thing is because bar and the burke if you remember three rivers bar back in the day nyu you know those teams all showed up and just brought the house down you know uh obviously sgpd came uh-huh. Rutgers went live and was ridiculous, you know. So like, but like, was Bruin like that for you guys? Oh yeah, I, w- I would say it was bigger. I I feel like 2004 to 2007, Bruin was like, it was a Super Bowl, and tickets were sold out. It was at the Long Beach Theater, the Long Beach Terrace Theater. It was huge auditorium, and I, I don't even know how to put it into words. Like, it was just <laughs> phenomenal. Like, everybody brought their A game. And you had, you know, VIBC or Vibe. You had the you know, All-Stars. You had Michigan Fungata coming out. You had Boston Fungata, who was a powerhouse. And then you had this little startup of guys teams. Uh, LBC. You know, Calls Junction, LBC. And that was just, that was when guys teams were really starting it. Independent teams. Before, mm-hmm. it's always been collegiate. I think that's how Bruins started as well. It was only collegiate. Mm-hmm. And man, that was just nuts. And for us as being kids, seeing this, we were like, I want to do this. I want to do this. This is awesome. Yeah. And, uh, I had cousins on Calcio Junction, so I followed around. I was a groupie, I'll admit it. 
<laughs> yeah, I went to all these comps with them, and it just blew me away. Like, in the, just the whole, like, it almost was, like, fraternal, you know? Like, oh, mm -hmm. I got my bros, and, oh, yeah. and we're about to go and rock the stage. And I think that's where it was really picking up steam. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's still like that, but I remember when I left, it was, starting to, it was still like that as well. I mean, you know, for us, I can't speak for anybody else, man. Like, But for mm -hmm. us, you know, like the competitive juices are there, obviously. But, you know, well, before we go on stage, we aren't talking about anybody else. right? Yeah. So it's, it's always yeah. about us and what, what we're going to do, the moments we're going to share on stage and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, but, I, I mean, I can't speak for anybody. I definitely see, like, the competitive side of things have gotten, at least in my eyes. You know, I was a viewer, you know, at that point, too. I more so started really watching Barna in like 2006, mm -hmm. uh, but I didn't. I, I always, I always thought it was much more about being, you know, enjoying yourself on stage, entertainment value. Like, you know, what from your eyes in terms of the Barna circuit? I don't know what you've judged outside of Bruin, uh, but like, I definitely think that over time there's been, you know, maybe for a good thing, a much heavier emphasis on you know being clean, right? Yeah. Like the synchronization side of things, which the level of synchronization, like, to be able to accomplish that and have the level of nakra and, and enjoyment that some of the older teams got, I just think is impossible, you know? I, I agree, man. And uh, it's funny because this new, like, this new age of, like, ADD bangra, you know, <laughs> just, like, super fast mixes, just insane amount of sound effects and just clean I don't know. I, I get bored halfway through and like every now and then I get like the GTV alerts on in my email like, oh, new video. And I'm like, OK, I'll check it out. And like a minute in, I'm like, what the fuck am I wasting my my data and my time on right now? Like, this is a waste of time for me. I'm waiting for something cool to happen. And since we're on the topic of brewing, I, I think that's where teams really, really make a mistake. They You have these teams that come and they're clean as shit, but they just totally don't take the house down. And and, and if we're talking about how to win Bruin. If you know, if you got to remember, like ninety percent of Bruins' audience is like people like our moms. Yep. <laughs> you know, our moms, our dads, and like little kids. Mm -hmm. And if you can blow them away, whatever it may be, you know, there's, there's, you know, it can be stunts, it can be, you know, songs, it can be gimmicks. If you win them, you can win Bruin and KPGD last year. Phenomenal uh, yeah. example. Yeah. But then, like, I, I remember, you know, whenever a team like that wins, there's always that one team that showed up that was clean as shit that, you know, could win any East Coast competition, but they're just like, why didn't we win? And I'm like, are you out of your mind? Like, I, I, I was judging, and I checked out, like, two minutes in. From a pure dancing perspective, like, pure just dance choreographical stuff, right? Because when people think of Bruin, right, they're thinking stunts, gimmicks, this, that, the next thing. What, what, what have you seen from the dancing side of things that grabs you, right? Because uh, personally, I think that you are a very unique judge. Uh, you're unique in the way that you look at things, right? It's refreshing to hear, like, listen, man, I checked out two minutes in. <laughs> you didn't do anything, you know? <laughs> and so... Yeah, yeah. And so, like, from a dancing I perspective... I terrible saying that to these kids. Like, now now I'm older. I'm, like, 30 and telling you, 18-year-olds, like, <laughs> like, I'm sorry, but you wasted the last three months practicing that perfect line and that perfect, you know, braka step, uh -huh. everything. But, you know, nobody really gave a shit. You... <laughs> so what but, about, um, what about the, like... You know, especially because I guess this is more speaking to the like in general, like how to become more entertaining, right? Because yeah. we want teams to be able to be themselves and do what they want to do, right? So, from a pure dancing perspective, a choreographical perspective, what kind of things capture you and keep you entertained? Whether it's and I'm saying what stuff outside of the the gimmicks and the stunts and that side, that sort of thing, like what bring what grabs your attention? I, I would say um, very clear, and I really emphasize clear, like a clear formation like wow moment 
And, you know, and that can be anything. And, and it's okay to steal formations. We all do it. But, you know, <laughs> something where, you know, the orchestra side, you know, very up top where they can see, you know, a box turning into a diamond turns into a damn line or something. And it's just perfectly in beat and it's simple. And, and you, you know, even when you're judging, you hear people behind you like, ooh. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, how'd they, how'd they do that? And, and it's funny because I see these teams do these crazy moves while they're changing formations. And I'm always just like, hey, man, look at Empire. Like, I, I was a big Empire hater at one point and, you know, absolutely <laughs> hated them. But they move, like, on the same 8 or 16 count, which is unheard of nowadays. You know, now it's like 1 to 2 counts and you change the move. But 8 to 16 counts, and it's so smooth. Yeah. Imagine two months of practicing that, you know, before brewing. Like, you're even cleaner. Everyone, all 12, 16 people moving together. And the formation's just moving, and it's beautiful. And I don't know. And there's also, like, those little things. And this is why I really like the your guys' team as well and forge there's always an ag has a little bit of this where there's like there's always like a one little like huh what do they do and then like a month later when i see the video i was like oh that's what they did and you know i'll forward it to friends who like hey check out this little piece they did you know, it could mm-hmm. be like a wink or like the, you know they just did a sidestep or like they had a little hip-hop move but just something so subtle like the devil's always in the details yeah. it's like oh wow and as a judge it kind of grabs your attention because you're doing it differently from the usual like every other college team is doing, or all the seven other teams that performed before you in the lineup. Got it. That's super good. And again, that's for a judge. I, I really want to emphasize the point of just the audience. Like, know your audience. Like, it's like anything, like presenting a speech in, in school or, you know, innovating a new product and releasing it. If you don't know your audience, you will fail miserably. <laughs> you mad about it, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry to go corporate. It's good for work. Yeah. <laughs> Understand your audience. If your audience is all you know, aunties, uncles with low attention span, and you know, kids that you know have ultra ADD that just need something cool to happen, and you don't look like every other team, you're already in the placings. Mm-hmm. That's legit. That's sick. What, what, what kind of things did you guys when you know when when you guys got together as as, as APD? How many times did you guys win Bruin? Like, I don't. I actually personally don't remember. We only won once, and we competed there. Three times. Uh, let's see. It was 2009. I think that was the year Empire just brought the house down. They, they were good. I'll, I'll admit it. And I'll probably get heat from my boys for saying this if they listen. But <laughs> they brought the house down. They, they deserved it. And then uh, 2010, we won. And that was the year it was at LA Live at Staples Center. And that was just a great time all around. And then 2011, uh, we had checked out after Elite Day 2011. Mm-hmm. Every, you know, priorities, life. You know, people are going to law school. Some people are, you know, on the verge of getting married. You know, we have been doing it by then five years straight. Mm-hmm. We're just over it. And uh, and we were ready to pull out, drop out. And then I remember I was playing football with the Colson Junction guys. They're, they're all like all my older brothers and cousins who were just hanging out. I brought it up like, yeah, we're probably going to drop out. And they're like, oh, we got six guys. We've been thinking about coming back. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, shit, I got exactly six guys too. Let's do this. <laughs> and, uh, all that happened within the span of a month. And uh, that's actually another good topic to talk about, too, is yeah, go for collaborations. It. Yeah. I, I feel like, and correct me here. Yeah, so yeah, go ahead. I've never heard of a collabo winning. But I will admit, collaborations are fun as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but looking back at it, like Share Foundation LBC 2005, oh, my God. One of my favorite performances, I remember that, like it was yesterday. They didn't win. Uh Austin KJ didn't win. Uh, was it on Un- Un- uh, Un- 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 yeah. Um, uh, yeah, Un- AG. 
Yeah, yeah, they dude, those guys will tell you they had the they had a blast. Yeah, 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 and I think that's something teams should think about, especially with the whole 20th anniversary thing. I'm sure teams are reaching out for help and all that, but you're gonna have a ton of fun and go in knowing like this is gonna be awesome. It's gonna be a memory for the record books, but may not win. I don't know, and and it could just be a judging thing. Like I mean, I, I think it is. Teams on stage. I personally think it is because you remember we talked about earlier, like the the the, the concept of being clean versus just pure enjoyment on stage, and you might not be as clean. And I'm glad you bring that up because they, you know, since we're doing like the Ten Commandments of Bruin, <laughs> a sloppy team can win Bruin. Yeah, I agree. Teams should really accept that. You don't have to be completely clean if your ideas are good and execution is there on the ideas. And again, you take the house, you can win. You don't need to be the cleanest team out there. And I I really wish teams spent more time on ideas and cool shit as opposed to, you know, dancing a line for an hour and, you know, perfecting the line to make it look like this into that song and blah, blah, blah. And like really took a time to, you know, step back from their mix and be like, what is this, what is this song doing for us? And uh, I think we talked about this at Ankush's wedding as well. When you asked, um, you know, how did you guys approach competitions? And our thing was always every song should have something memorable, just something cool. Because every other team in the lineup, say there's 10 teams, all nine other teams are just going to dance. And again, knowing your audience, aunties and uncles don't give a shit if you're, you know, <laughs> your drummer was in the perfect line on the perfect song, everything was, you know, clean. But if you did something cool there, you know, be it a stunt, a gimmick, something, you know, they will remember it. And uh, and another commandment for Bruin, I guess since we're on that, is, uh, you know, I remember, um, was it last year or it could have been two years ago? I remember a team came up to me and they were like, what the fuck, we should have won. And I remember laughing in my head, like, fucking out of your mind? like you guys were even top three. Like, who the fuck do you guys think you are? I guess they had won a ton of competitions leading up to Bruin. I don't remember what team, but I remember thinking about it, like, man, you guys, you guys totally missed the whole point of Bruin. Like, your, your video... And this is another good point is, is your, every Bruin performance that's one, I feel like it's viewed months after and years after. And people should really take memorability into account. Like when you're building your set and, you know, it's a month before Bruin, you should really think like, well, people watch this shit next week mm-hmm. after the show next week in a month, in two years. And if the answer is yes, I think you're in a good place for for, uh, mm-hmm. to be placings, but if the answer is I don't know, you know, maybe my friends and family will watch it next week, but nobody will ever watch it again. I don't know. And then, um, the one thing I really want to like about Bruin is it always comes down to, and I really hope there's a judge this year that does that because I'm usually the guy that says it, but and it's good they have alumni that are on the committee or on the judging panel, but somebody always says it and it's who had the essence of Bruin, mm-hmm. and that's when usually people, you know, step back and they're like, oh, fuck, okay, you're right. Mm-hmm. And that happened last year as well. I thought uh, I thought Mob was really good. I thought they deserved a placing. They brought the heat and they had like a gimmick with the drone, but it got ousted last minute because of technical issues with the with the venue. Yeah, they found out after flying all the way from fucking Australia, nineteen hours, they get their tech time runs fine, and then right before they're going up, they find out oh they can't do the drone thing. And I thought they kind of got shafted. They had good dancing, just enough gimmicks, but then somebody said it. They said, hey, who had the essence of Bruin? I was like, oh, shit, without a doubt, DRP. Yeah, you can't argue that. Very true. Very, very true. 
Any, anything else you kind of want to say? Like you want to you want to you want to throw a quick stab at folk bar really fast? <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand what the fuck. Like folk bar, okay. I get it. I get it. You know, like the, people enjoy it, and you know, I always go back to you know, it's just like any other art form. Some people like Picasso. Some people like you know, modern mid mid century modern furniture. You know, that's their favorite kind of art. But it's all subjective. Mm-hmm. And and that's cool. If you have a full competition or if you're, you know, you brand yourself, and I think there used to be a competition in Detroit, I don't know if it's still around, where they brand yep, themselves they as for a full competition, and yep. that's that. And I love that. And, you know, if you go to Bruin and you do, you know, a folk style set, or, you know, you're leaning more towards, you know, dancing and capabilities and, you know, talent on stage as opposed to cool ideas and mind blowing stuff, you're going to lose. And I really hope teams know that going in. I think you mentioned the SGPD Juniors or something is coming to Bruins here. No, Sean Punjabi is coming. Sean Punjabi, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you said they're a Toronto team. And right away, I'm just like, oh, man. Because you kept talking about how good they are. In my head, I'm just like, oh, man, that, that, that's great. And I'm sure they can win any competition out there. But Bruins just a whole different beast. I, I remember one year Tag came. That uh, was the Toronto a... All-Star Girls. Oh, yeah. But it was, uh, it was uh, co-ed, yeah, yeah. yeah. Toronto All-Star group but uh, <laughs> they were good they were good sitting I was like oh shit they might win they might win and I know where they threw like beach balls in the audience and, I was mm-hmm. like, oh. yep. and then they put on like an Iron Man mask and like a Thor hammer and stuff and I was like you guys just blew it like you could have just came up with you know a, one more better idea and replaced these you could have easily been in the placings and maybe even won it kind of brings me back to a conversation I had with the judge who uh who was like some, you know, good or not a, you know, university, I don't know, whatever, live judge. And it was a giant bunker in the middle of buttfuck nowhere, California. And, you know, <laughs> like in Fresno, Basilia. And, you know, we had gotten third and I was kind of heated. I thought we should have won, you know, looking back at it, not at all. But, you know, he talked about similar things that you just talked about. And I remember telling him this, you know, being a cocky 18 year old that I was and heated, mm-hmm. you know, emotions run high after placings. I remember telling him, I was like, you know, you give me, you give me an old grandpa, hell, you give me a dog and you give me three months and I can have that dog running in the same line, you know, and running in the same line as me, doing the same exact move as me and be perfectly clean. But you give me that same, you know, old person or a dog or auntie or anything and you tell me go win Bruin. Like how, how would you approach that? How would you take all the cultural stuff happening? I would take, you know, all, all the stuff happening in LA that I can use for good ideas. How do you come up with good idea and creative shit? Mm-hmm as opposed to just dancing in a straight line. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally, 100%. Yeah. I remember something along those lines, but I remember that just really struck me right now, seeing like, you know, anybody can dance in a straight line with enough time and enough manpower. Give me 11 people and, you know, never done bugging in their life. Give me till the end of the year, and I guarantee they'll be dancing perfectly clean and straight, and we all do the same moves together perfectly in sync. But when it comes to saying, hey, how do we take, you know, this Punjabi culture and, you know, American culture, combine it and come up with cool ideas that will blow people away. That's where the trick is, part is. That's awesome right there, man. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Bangra Podcast. If you liked what you heard, leave us some suggestions, leave some comments, uh, leave us a review on iTunes and follow us on SoundCloud and iTunes. Do whatever. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and let us know how we're doing. All right, thanks. <laughs>